Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Knowledge with Hamish. Today is October 17th, 2023. My name is David Castle, a.k.a. Hamish the Lion Killer. Happy to be here with you. It's a beautiful day here in northern Nevada. The sun is shining. It's an Indian summer. snow year this year i guess we'll see what happens last year was crazy but for now the weather's beautiful and uh gonna go enjoy that here soon happy to be doing a another talk like this and just kind of give my input as to what's taking place right now around the world obviously there's a lot of big news stories happening uh the israel palestine conflict being the uh, most apparent thing going on the most important thing in the world, I guess, in terms of global affairs and what it might lead to, like World War III, that's a kind of a big deal. So we'll see what happens. I'm no expert on Israel-Palestine relations. I know it's really fucked up. I know it has been for a long time, Um, 70-something years they've been going at it. It, It's kind of a a crazy thing. what's taken place there in terms of the colonialization, I guess you could call it, just <laughs> running in and stealing stealing people's land. Because the creation of Israel, at least giving it all to the Jewish people, happened after World War II, and it's like, it wasn't even their land to give them, but they decided after the Holocaust to uh, give the Jewish people this this land that could be theirs, their own state, and uh, it's had a lot of repercussions since then because there was people already living there. And they were like, what the fuck? We live here. Can't just kick us out and give it to all these Jewish people. And uh, But it happened anyway. And if you've probably seen the maps circulating on social media, how, how much land has, um, how much the, the land of Israel has expanded into Palestinian territory. And basically the Palestinians are just being forced into this smaller and smaller area and the place where the the big conflict is taking place right now uh the gaza strip is basically a giant open-air prison where it's blockaded on all sides by israel there's only a couple places you can enter and exit um they're completely dependent on foreign aid for food water electricity basically everything they can't even leave by sea if if they wanted to you know if they want to escape this place uh, there's only this six-mile area out to sea where, where boats can go to, like, fish and stuff. And if you go beyond that, they can shoot you. Uh, the the Israeli Defense Force can just kill you. So the place is a mess. I mean, bad bad actors on both sides. Not everyone in uh, Palestine is totally innocent. You definitely got some Hamas motherfuckers doing some terrorist shit. And you got some terrible people in Israel as well, shooting kids and blowing people up, and it's it's a fucking mess. Um, but the difference is in Palestine, like they can't they can't really leave. It's not just as easy as um, just walking out of that place. It's uh, it's basically like a giant prison, and it's one of the most densely populated areas of the world. And they're just sending over uh, these rockets and blowing up, blowing up all kinds of stuff, apartment buildings, entire city blocks blowing up 
ambulances, hospitals, schools, you name it. It's it's a mess. It's terrible. It's it's I don't know. Unspeakable horrors are taking place over there. And it's I don't know. What do you say about it? What do you say about it? You just um blame Israel or do you blame Palestine? It's it's an odd thing to take sides in in an event like this because the vast majority of the people living in that area are completely not even involved. I mean, they're involved because they're there, but they're not the ones making shit happen. There there might be a lot of hate between each other, between these two groups because of what's taking place historically and because of cultural differences and religious differences and things like that. But the vast majority of people aren't in Hamas and they're not in fucking Benjamin Netanyahu's gang either or in these, you know, the super Zionist people. Or maybe they are. I don't know. I haven't been there. I don't know shit. Um, But what I do know is that this whole event seems very fishy in terms of how it took off. Like, the whole attack, the initial attack started on October 6th of this year, which was the 50th anniversary of of when the Yom Kippur War started, which was in 1973. So 50 years to the day... Hamas launches launches this attack on Israel, which is like the most uh, successful one in many years, because they they're fighting all the time and shit. And Israeli snipers are always shooting people and blowing their legs off and stuff. And Hamas is firing rockets into Israel. Most of them don't even reach there because they have this really advanced uh, anti missile technology called the Iron Dome, and it blows most of that stuff just straight out of the air. Um, but on this occasion, on October 6th, uh, they were successful with their attack. They went in and killed a bunch of people. Supposedly, I guess. They guess they were people on hang gliders or paragliders, parachutes with little motors on them, and they just go cruising over this this impenetrable iron dome somehow and uh, just roll into this rave and start shooting innocent dancing Israelis. And it's funny, if you think about dancing Israelis, we had an occasion of uh, dancing Israelis on 9-11 in New York City when the towers fell. There was a bunch of dancing Israelis celebrating it. So just kind of funny, the parallels there. They're calling this the new 9-11, or Israel's 9-11, and it started off with dancing Israelis getting killed, and then um, on 9-11 there were dancing Israelis. So look into the dancing Israelis of of 9-11 if you haven't. Uh, if you're not aware of that, because that was kind of some fishy shit indicating the involvement of Mossad in the 9-11 attacks. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it uh, what it points to. But obviously there's nothing funny about innocent people getting killed. It's a fucking atrocity. I'm just saying it's it's weird that Israeli security forces weren't on high alert on such a significant anniversary the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, and they're just fucking not paying attention, and they're going to allow these this super, I don't know, like, unorganized, it's not even a military, it's like a militant group. It's they, They're not allowed to have a military there. They have these basically little rebel groups um, who are decently armed, especially now that we left $8 billion worth of arms in Afghanistan. I'm sure they have access to all kinds of awesome stuff. Um, and they get it into the country through smuggling it through these tunnels and shit that are dug all throughout that area. 
Um, but regardless of that, it's not like they have a super legit military like the American military. It's these pretty um, underground groups that have some weapons, but nowhere near the military technology that Israel has, especially considering we give them so many billions of dollars each year. Um, so it's suspicious that this ragtag group of terrorists were able to infiltrate one of the most securely fucking watched over borders in the entire world. Like this border is so locked down. Um, I've heard stories of IDF people, Israeli defense force soldiers talking about how like a bug could land within that, uh, no go zone, which was, along the fence uh, to Gaza, between Israel and Gaza, and they would know about it, like a little fly or a cockroach or a cat or whatever. Like, they know everything that happens right there. So how is it that this group of people with their their primitive war technology in comparison to Israel, how is it that they're able to roll through on fucking paragliders, which is like, you know, a far cry away from a fighter jet, um... Through this Iron Dome, which uses lasers and fucking radar and tons of snipers are always posted up there and watching this thing. It's under 24-hour surveillance, like, heavy. Um, How is it they're able to to just crash through this border all willy-nilly and have such a successful attack on Israel? It just seems very suspicious, like, like that wouldn't happen. And especially on such a significant date, like 50 years to the day, because these big anniversary dates are are high alert days, you know that that's a thing in in the government. When there's a an anniversary of a date of an attack, it's always something that is fucking taken pretty seriously because it could happen again. Um, you see it on the anniversary of nine eleven, especially the twentieth anniversary. I remember there being a lot of uh, high alert shit, like them being worried about it. Or at least hearing that. So it's weird that Israel wasn't prepared for this and just suddenly got all lax on their military. I guess they were all at the rave, fucking just partying it up. Um, At the end of the day, we don't know what happened. We don't know what's real, what's fake. There's videos circulating online. Who knows what to believe? It's really easy to fake stuff these days. Um, I think a lot of people did die. A lot of people are dying in Gaza right now, that's for sure. Like, they're really leveling the place with missiles and stuff. Talking about starting a ground invasion as well. So, things are getting really ugly. And, um, talking about other sides getting involved as well. Uh, the army in, in Lebanon, Hezbollah, is talking about getting involved. Iran is talking about getting involved. So, it's a fucking mess. And... Forgive me if I'm wrong about some of the details here. I'm not an expert on this. It's just, this is what's happening right now, and I feel a little obligated to chime in. Maybe I shouldn't be, but uh, shit's pretty fucked up, and I guess what I want to talk about is what this might lead to, and just the fact that this war is starting the way that all wars seem to start, which is with a very suspicious event where there's probably a lot of lies involved, and it doesn't seem to have happened the way that we are told it's happening. Um, One thing that you should know as far as how the mainstream media operates and just how you should be viewing these big events is if you see it on mainstream television, you have to know it's a lie. Like, it's guaranteed to be untruthful 
in some aspect, simply for the fact that it's on mainstream television. And they've been caught lying so many times for so many decades. Like, you should just know that it's bullshit. And then bringing up these um, instances that I mentioned before, the fact that this is one of the most secured borders in the world, if not the most secured, and um, there's no way that they could have been this successful with this attack without some people on the Israeli side allowing it to happen at the very least or even maybe actively participating in making it happen. Um, There's a chance that some of these people who were on the Hamas side in Gaza were maybe Mossad agents. Like, we don't know. And uh, this is all speculation at the moment, but it definitely seems like that's something that could have happened. And the reason why, I guess, getting into the motivation for something like this is because they need a justification to invade Gaza and to take all the rest of the land. (laughs) It's some prime real estate right there. It's nice Mediterranean beach real estate. It's very nice, and there's a lot of resources over there as well, natural gas and oil, so I'm sure they'd love to get their hands on that, kick the Palestinians out. Um, They just need an excuse to do it. So this is pretty much always how it happens. Um, Just like the motivation to get into the the supposed war on terror was the 9-11 attacks, and then they used that as justification to invade Afghanistan. And then... They also used it as a as a springboard to go into Iraq. But Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11, not even according to the official story, which is complete bullshit, but that's the story that was fed to the public, which was meant to garner support for the war. But uh, they openly admitted that Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with the Twin Towers falling. Um, but they just kind of said he was a bad guy. So, you know... We're kind of over there anyway. Why not go attack them? And then they killed millions of people over there. Millions of people. Tons of innocent women and children and men. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there definitely was a war. People on our side got killed as well. But it's it's just the fact that this shit never should have happened in the first place. It was completely based on a lie. And this is how wars in the modern day and age are initiated. I mean, it's the only way to do it because normal human nature isn't to gang up in massive numbers and then fight fight and kill each other. You know, like that's that's pretty unnatural. It's pretty weird. Um, Unless someone's trying to hurt your family. That's the only thing that could motivate a person to to defend themselves to such a degree under normal circumstances in a normal society. But we don't live in a normal society. We live in a society that's controlled by propaganda. There's this huge brainwashing aspect of it. Everything is like unnatural to human nature. And they use these, well, I guess not really, because they just use the tendencies of human nature and they manipulate it to such a degree where they can make people fight in these huge numbers for some bullshit reason. It's just they got to, there has to be this huge propaganda campaign um, to start the war. And then after a while, it's like you forget why you're even in the war. You're just like, oh, well, my cousin's over there, my brother, 
Um, so I support America, <laughs> whatever, you know, we just have this blind allegiance to our country that's, that's based on nothing except the fact that we live here. And that's just how people are. We've always been like that. Um, so it's interesting right now to be able to witness firsthand all this stuff popping off and seeing them kind of garner up the public support for such a serious thing. Because this, is, this could be something very, very major. Like, if the United States gets involved and then Iran gets involved and Lebanon gets involved and then you talk about Russia and China and all these other very powerful militaries getting involved, this could be very fucking serious. Like, we could see some shit go down here. I think people forget that that's a possibility. We've been living so relatively peacefully as far as having um, you know, a foreign army attacking us within our country's borders like that hasn't happened for over a hundred years you know like nobody alive today can ever remember that happening it just it hasn't happened um there have been terrorist attacks and shit like that some of them spontaneously arising i think a lot of them are results of cia and fbi operations mind control and using patsies and shit like that, making people go crazy until they go shoot up a school or whatever. But as far as having a a foreign nation, like boots on the ground on our soil, running through, blowing shit up and shooting people and just uh, taking the place over, that hasn't happened. But it could. It could happen any day. Uh, and that would be bad. <laughs> like take, for example what's happening in Ukraine right now, and all the money that we poured over there in this proxy war against Russia, and how unsuccessful that has been. Like, I don't think America is in the position that it once was even 20 years ago. Like, we've lost that position as the global hegemon who can just run across the globe blowing shit up and killing people and uh, face no repercussions for it. I think that our economy is stretched so thin, our money is pretty much... It's becoming worthless. Inflation is definitely happening. Um, the petrodollar is is quickly on its way out. Some people say it's already on its way out because you have these. Uh, I think it's called the BRICS agreement, where you know you have all these other major nations that have decided to ditch the petrodollar and they're not going to uh, pay for oil in the American dollar anymore. And once that's not the standard for exchange in terms of oil. That makes us lose a bunch of power. That means that our currency is no longer as valuable as it was, and that was one of the only things that was kind of propping us up as as the biggest leader in the world was the economic power that we had because of the power of the U.S. dollar. Now, since that's diminishing, or it already has diminished, now all we have is our military might. But look at the state of the military. Yeah, we got a bunch of cool shit, a bunch of boats and planes and guns and bombs and stuff. But I don't know if it's enough to take on the whole rest of the world. Like, I don't think it is at all. And then another thing to take into account is that we don't really have the... Like the... 
the love for country that we once had that enabled us to win a war like World War II, even though we kind of came in late to that and made the rest of the guys do all the fighting before, and we just kind of came in like, you know, hella fresh with a bunch of bunch of guns and bombs and fresh fighters, and we just kind of cleaned up the, the aftermath, and, you know, we kind of played that one pretty smart, and that's how we got on top of the world after that. But there were people that were really passionate about the place that they live. Like, they loved this country. They loved the town where they were from, their families. Like, there was something to fight for. Now we've had all this self-hatred strewn upon us for so many decades uh, through the school system, through pop culture, through, um, you know, all this, this cultural manipulation that's taken place, which has made people hate where they're from and hate themselves like there's not much to fight for anymore most people aren't that passionate about this place and if you don't have that it's tough to win a war if you don't have that morale that's the most significant thing in war you know that's why america being the most powerful military in the world has lost wars like like the fucking war on terror like we didn't win that shit we killed a lot of people But what did we do? We spent 20 years to replace the Taliban with the Taliban. Like, it's crazy. We we were not successful, not even at all. We stole a bunch of money and shit, and that went to the richest people, made a bunch of money for the military-industrial complex and uh, companies like Halliburton and shit like that. But we certainly didn't do what um, we were told the intent was, which was to stabilize the region and whatever. It's all fucking bullshit. But the fact of the matter is, is the goal that we were told was going to happen, like the military strategic goal did not take place at all. It was it was completely unsuccessful. And I think a large uh, reason for that is that the people who were fighting for their homeland over in Afghanistan and Iraq and and places like that, like they were very passionate about what they believed. They were very devout to their religion, to their to their culture and uh, they didn't give up. Same thing that happened in uh, Vietnam. That's why we had to get out of there too. It's just they were, they had something more to fight for. Um, so I think that's a, a big thing to take into consideration if a war was to happen in America that we just don't have that same passion for our country that once existed. Like we hate ourselves. And a lot of the people that are, came here come from other countries and uh, sometimes in some cases they like America even more but I don't know if they like it enough to fucking fight for it I think they like the handouts and the job opportunities and the higher standard of living I don't think they came here to to kill some terrorists or whatever Uh, (coughs) so it's a uh, precarious position that we find ourselves in can't say that it's a surprise though because this is something that's been planned for a long time. It's just they need these events to serve as a catalyst in order to to start the next war. And this is something that had to have been planned for, for many, many years prior to this. Uh, you have people like General Wesley Clark, who came out after 9-11, or even in the early 90s, I think, talking about... No, I think it was the early 2000s after 9-11, but... You can look it up on YouTube. I recently posted it on my Instagram. Uh, This army general comes out and talks about how he ran into some dude who was just in this highly classified meeting who tells them that they have this plan to invade seven countries within the next few years. 
Um, and it'd be like Iraq, Afghanistan, Yemen, Somalia, uh, Iran, Libya, Pakistan. It's countries like that, all Middle Eastern countries, uh, Arabian countries, Muslim countries. And the guy's like, well, why are we going to do that? Like, did they find that they were all responsible for 9-11? And then he's like, no, I don't know. (laughs) It's just like, that's just the plan because that's what they had planned for a long time. And uh, if you go into to groups like, uh, you know, the neocons and the think tank that basically designed the war on terror, which was the project for the new American century, this was all designed during the 90s. And then they just needed an event like 9-11 to take place in order to put into the works or put into action the plan that they had already designed. So it seems like we're witnessing something very similar to that where you know the the seven the seven countries that we were supposed to invade that general wesley clark talked about that plan apparently didn't go as planned because you know no matter how powerful and and smart these people supposedly are shit could still get fucked up you know they're not guaranteed to be successful with every plan they have um and they weren't successful with for example going to war with iran but i think it's something that they still want to do Iran's got a lot of dope shit that we want to take and we want them to be all on our, uh, you know, our global currency system. Um, They're kind of doing their own thing right now and the big bankers don't like that. So they want to take them over and put them on, uh, you know, our dollar or whatever, the new world order dollar. They don't want them doing their own thing. It's the same thing that, you know, the reason why we invaded Libya and killed Gaddafi when he had nothing to do with, 9-11 or anything like that, but Hillary Clinton just wanted to go kill him because they just say he's a bad guy. So this is is how it happens, and there's just tons of propaganda surrounding the whole event, and all of the media personalities are on board, obviously, because that's what they're paid to do. A lot of them are directly tied with the CIA and, and the government. It's just, you know, it's the fourth branch of the government. Uh, you got the Hollywood actors who predictably are all on board as well because they're all part of the beast system as well. And uh, the big influencers as well, the big Twitter accounts and things like that. Um, and it's all very predictable and boring. Um, but it's pretty serious nonetheless. And I think there are more people who are becoming aware of this. There is a lot of... Um, support for for Palestine you're seeing movements and and uh, rallies and protests of people coming out in support of Palestine and it's it's kind of concerning just seeing how many um, Muslim people are in these European countries and just how how many people have moved into these predominantly white countries like all these Arab people who are you know, have their allegiances to um, Palestine. And that just makes you think, okay, so if this was to go down and they, uh, you know, were at war with the Arab world pretty much, right? Because if all the Arab countries sign on with Palestine or a large majority of them, then you do have that possibility of the, um, you know, the, the large Muslim segment of the population that exists in many of these European countries as well as America now, you have the chance of them fucking starting shit. 
within the country. And then not to mention the 300,000 people who are coming over the Mexican border every month and people from all kinds. It's not just Mexican people. It's people from all different countries. And that's a whole other thing to consider as well because there could be, you know, people from other countries and shit that want to fucking kill us that are coming into here and uh, just waiting for the call. Just waiting for the call to go to the fucking base and get all the guns and bombs and start blowing shit up. So this is a very real situation that we have on our hands. And the the situation on the, the southern border is very serious. And it's the crazy part about it is it's something that's completely being allowed to happen. So we're watching this design downfall of the American empire as well as Europe and uh, just all of Western cultures just kind of being destroyed. And it's done through, it's such a deceptive way of them doing it because they act like they're trying to help these people. And that's why they're trying to bring in all these people from all these different countries and cultures and religions because they're refugees or, um, you know, they're just looking for more opportunities. And in some, some cases it is that, but for the most part, it really isn't. It's just, you know, a lot of people who are looking to take advantage of the, the higher standard of living that we have. And you can't blame them. But with that, with open borders and, uh, just allowing anybody in, there could come some bad people and, uh, some, some very bad stuff could happen in this country. And it just, it's crazy to watch it all happening in real time and seeing your own government completely sell out its people and allowing it to happen. Like, they don't give a fuck. They're actively destroying the the modern world. And it makes sense if you understand what the ultimate plan is, which is that. It's to destroy this, this um, system that we have and then bring in a new system. Because you can't implement a new system unless the other one is destroyed. So... This is like a roundabout way of explaining how it seems like the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is uh, a small piece in a larger puzzle, and it could be the catalyst for something something really big to happen. And I've spoken about um, the possibility of going to war with Iran on this podcast a few times because it is something that's been in the works for a long time. And now you have Iran coming out and saying that you know, they might have to fucking go fuck up Israel. And if that happens, then we're going to get involved. And it's just, it's going to be a big fucking mess. Tons of people are going to die. Tons of innocent people. Like, nobody benefits from this except the same people who always benefit from everything. The people who are really pulling the strings behind the scenes. The billionaires, the trillionaires. Those motherfuckers. So, I guess... uh all we can do is is try to prepare ourselves. At least in this country, we do have the benefit of being able to own firearms and uh, things like that. Although I anticipate an ammo shortage occurring soon. I just read an article. There's this plant in, uh, it's called the Lake City Ammo Plant. And it says that they canceled all commercial contracts. So, according to multiple news sources, the Lake City Ammo Plant has canceled all of its commercial contracts. This means that stores will no longer be able to purchase ammo from Lake City, which currently supplies 30% of the civilian market for 5.56 ammunition. So, that's AR-15 ammunition. 
which is, uh, you know, it's a, that's an important gun. <laughs> it's an important round. So if they take off um, 30% of the supply for the civilian market, well, that's going to cause ammunition prices to go through the roof. And you could make the argument that this is something that happens all the time because it does. Um, but I don't know if it happens to this extent. You know, like the the um, the gun companies and the ammunition companies will take advantage of whatever's happening politically and raise prices accordingly and manipulate the markets and maybe withhold some um, some inventory to artificially inflate the price of their stuff. But if a war does pop off and all of this shit's going to the military, yeah, it's going to be hard to get bullets. Like, if you look at what happened during World War II, it was hard to get food. Like, there were some places, like in London and shit, you were eating terrible food. Like, nobody, none of the kids had any toys. They never got to eat chocolate. And, like, it was just, there was no clothes. There was no heat. There was no electricity. It was fucked. And people in America had to um, ration as well. So, you know, times could get pretty rough around here if there were to be a, uh, a big event like this. And I don't know. Beyond that, you know, you could get into your prepper shit if you want to. I'm not an expert on that. I'm not totally prepped out. Um, I don't have much. <laughs> so don't come robbing me for my prep stuff but um you know i'm not the guy to go for go to for that stuff there's plenty of good people that'll tell you how to do all that Uh, i just kind of want to take a broader look at what's happening and just get to the general theme of what's going on too as far as the specifics i don't know i don't have time to look into every little event and see exactly what happened and who did it and all that because it's so it, in fact it's not even really beneficial to do that in my opinion at least not from my position because you could get so caught up in one little event and and trying to figure out who did it and what actually happened that you completely miss everything else that's going on that that you should be paying attention to so like i find it more beneficial to try to grasp the overarching theme of what's taking place and and It's just the downfall of this phony society that we live in. And you could make the argument, like, there definitely is a a faction that is in a ruling position right now who's intentionally making this happen. But then again, maybe, maybe this is the result of something even beyond that. Maybe it's something supernatural to an extent. Like, we've been in such a fortunate spot for so long and we've abused it so hard and just been such shitty people that now as a civilization we're going to suffer the repercussions on a massive scale and fucking get knocked back to the stone age and have to restart again it's like the same thing that they say happened to Atlantis the the story of Atlantis was there was this really advanced civilization with all of this crazy technology like they could even fly between galaxies and shit they can communicate telepathically um all this stuff but then they started to kind of lose those abilities because they started being more interested in the material aspects of existence and uh started being a little greedy a little selfish started being assholes having wars with each other 
until one day, some higher power or whatever, some some guy working through or some spirit uh, working through mankind caused the the destruction of that civilization because it was felt that it would be for the greater good to just start over new. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to believe, but it's an interesting theory to consider. Like maybe there's a, a greater a greater thing at work than just our our small little minds can comprehend. Like like we're just pawns in this game of, of something much larger. But I don't know. I don't fucking know. I was going somewhere with this, but now I forgot. Um but going back to just how you know the whole entire thing is bullshit, like everything you're hearing on the news, everything that the government's saying, it's like, dude, just look at the past three years. Like what happened with COVID? It was complete lie. They shut down all of these businesses, just ruined the quality of life for so many people, so many suicides and things like that. Um, forced the vaccine on on all of these people, caused all of these terrible health defects, like blood clots. There's still people dying from these blood clots. They're still trying to push the boosters on people. And it's just been proven that this is, it's bad for you, right? Like we know it's, it's just factually unhealthy to have this thing injected into you. And yet they're still pushing it on us and they've done it for three years. And then they tried to shame everyone into taking it, act like you were a bad person. If you didn't get the vaccine, if you didn't wear a mask, if you didn't do your social distance bullshit, like there was just this huge this huge um, societal manipulation that took place across the board with the government and the media and celebrities on the forefront of that. And it was just turned out to all be lies, right? And none of it benefited us. It completely destroyed tons of stuff <laughs> across the um, across the board, right? Like things just aren't the same after COVID. It, it, I feel like even the energy of... Um, everything is different. Like, it just seemed like a whole different world before that. And now, even though COVID's supposedly gone, everything just seems different because it is different. And not to mention all of the chemtrails that are being sprayed every day. Like, you just look up in the sky and you see they're just spraying us with something. And obviously, it's not meant to help you because anytime the government does anything that could even remotely be uh, connected to them doing something benevolent for us, like they, it's a, they, it becomes a huge PR thing, right? They they gotta scream it from the rooftops and act like they're such good people. But the chemtrail thing is something that's we're we're kept uh, totally in the dark about because obviously it's being done for nefarious purposes. They're controlling the weather. They're trying to get this nanotechnology inside of us, which I think is also has to do with the vaccine as well. It's just a more direct way of doing it. But it has to do with transhumanism. It has to do with a, a military agenda, all these different things. And none of them are good for the average person, right? It's this ruling elite faction who's fucking everyone else over. And you see it happening every day. So when this shit happens in Israel and all of a sudden we just care so much about the Israeli people and we just need to go save their lives, you just have to know that it's a complete lie. Like, that's not how it works. That's not how this system works. They look out for themselves. The people who are in these ruling positions, the richest 
motherfuckers, they're only looking out for themselves. They're not trying to help you. They do not care about you. They don't care if you die. And then that's another thing to consider with what happened with this attack uh, that was supposedly Hamas against Israel on October 6th. Like, had there's a fucking huge possibility that it was just Israeli soldiers killing Israeli people and just pretending to be Hamas because it's pretty evident now after all of the events that just happened in the last three years with the COVID hoax and all that shit that governments are more than willing to murder their own citizens if it goes along with their agenda. You know, if it's something that they think will promote an agenda that they have, they have no problem killing you. Like, they don't give a fuck about you. (laughs) And I wish more people would, you know, recognize the truth behind that. But people are just naive. You know, we're we're so kind of suffering from this Stockholm Syndrome type of thing. And just in denial, this cognitive dissonance that's across society. I'd like to think that a lot of people have waken up since COVID, but I don't think so. Not so much. Um, I think for many people, the hypnosis has just deepened with the events of the last few years. Um, But for some people who are already kind of seeing the light, maybe it's opened their eyes a little bit more. But I don't know. After seeing the response to this whole Israeli thing, uh, it's pretty sketchy. It's pretty sketchy. I want to have hope in mankind, but um, they keep falling for these, this bullshit, and it's it's just unfortunate. So, uh, and I don't want you to misconstrue this like me having anything against uh, Jewish people or Israelis or uh, or against Palestinian people. I think it's just a terrible situation across the board. These people are being manipulated and used. Um, there definitely is some real beef between these two countries. And they've been fighting for a long time. It just seems like this particular event and the severity of it is being used as part of a wider agenda to get the rest of the world involved in a bigger conflict. And you got to be on the lookout for this type of stuff. And when this type of stuff is happening, it is something that you should talk about. Because at the end of the day, that's all we can do. You could just voice your discontent with what's happening and let other people know not to fall for it. Like, what else can you do? What else is there? You can at least acknowledge that you're not having it. I don't know what else we can do beyond uh, blowing some shit up and killing people, and that doesn't seem to work either. So, I don't know. That's my two cents on everything that's happening. Thanks a lot for listening. Peace out. Over this city, this city that will soon be laid waste by war. Now it is still alive, biding its time. Nobody has yet begun to suspect the impending doom. I saw hell in a dream. I saw hell in a dream. I saw hell in a dream. I had to wake up, yo. 
I had a dream, I took a trip to hell The devil had my people locked in a cryptic cell Ain't living it well, he cast an unlimited spell Shouted freedom, but lived in a subliminal jail Where anthrax floated a killing a criminal male Crack babies on welfare, living a fail I live it to tell, little kids vivid and frail Behold a horse riding now, isn't it pale? In hell, politicians were sitting in a building Getting rich off of the devil's pay, grinning and chill grin Lying, it was beginning to kill them Poisoning the mind of men, women and children In hell, I couldn't find any natural food to eat Chemicals in my mouth if I actually chewed the meat Couldn't run from the sun and the heat And at night in hell, sodomites running the street But out of the club, ecstasy shouted out love But it was empty emotion and never got it above Wicked women celebrated, finding joys in its doom Put many boys in a tomb, polluted poisonous wound The devil had me working, heeding me no slack If I felt a little sad, he was feeding me Prozac Drug in my head, people worship the thugging and dead In reality, the working man's rugging his stash So wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up If you're dreaming in hell Wake up, if you're dreaming in hell If you're dreaming in hell Thinking there was nothing that I regret Meanwhile, pulling me deep in a fiery pit Spilling oil when they needed to ban it Killing off living life as they heated the planet in hell The intelligent were trapped in silence The projects were filled with crack and violence The devil was controlling what the media played The radio was all about getting greedy and paid The music was weak, the ignorant were choosing to speak Pips and prostitutes were abusing the street The people were all thinking with the visible brains In hell, slaves walk with invisible Change. Turning on the television to be sold a lie Knowing something isn't right but not beholding why Palestinian children and babies with guns First firebomb flame throwing its radiant suns The devil had greedy politicians igniting more The population won't even know what they're fighting for Dead bodies laying in the mud and soil Innocent lives lost trading the blood for oil Kids in the streets dying right there sick This dream was fast becoming a nightmare quick Before it was too much I was beginning to choke I started to think on my own, and then I awoke. So wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up if you're dreaming in hell. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up if you're dreaming in hell. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up if you're dreaming in hell.